Handle on the News. Handle on the News! And now, here's Bill Handle. And uh, good morning, everybody. Yep. Uh, Somebody of, needs to the mute. End of the week. As uh, we uh, start the show on a Friday, June 17. And here we go. You're giving me a weird look, uh, Jen. You okay? Oh, yeah. No, uh, Wayne said somebody, somebody needs, needs to, to mute. mute. Oh, uh, maybe me. Hold on a moment. Uh, yeah, it's me. There we go. Got it. He's oh, new. I love our... We're, at some point, we're going to get used to the way our new studio works. <laughs> uh, just as we move into our new studio. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're in our new temporary studio, and then we'll be moving into our new new studio. And... Uh, then theoretically, we're back to whatever. All right. Good morning to uh, Jennifer. Good morning, Jen. Good morning, Handel. Happy Friday. Yes, it is. Wayne, good morning. Hey, I want to say this to you. Normally, it's something I'd wait till we're off the air, but I want to go ahead and say it to you now. Happy Friday, Bill. Aww. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, happy Friday. Yeah, well, my Friday is tomorrow. That's true. Yeah, so everybody goes, oh, it's Friday. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah, that's fine. I'm working tomorrow, too, you know, so... Uh, at some point in my life, I'm uh, not going to work uh, a six or seven day week. Do you know I have never uh, worked a five day week in my entire working career? I've never, I've never had a five day week. I think that you will continue to work six days a week because you will go crazy if you don't. I really think because you love to be at work. Everybody uh, knows that about you. Well. It's more that I don't like to be with everybody else. Oh, there's that. That this that's this is a respite. I mean, actually, six days a week is a vacation. I mean, there were times in my life uh, that it was seven days, and I mean hard seven days, like 12, 15-hour days, seven days. But that's what happens when you build a you're building a, a a law practice and having virtually no education. Everybody thinks you're a buffoon. Uh, you try to convince people. You know, you have to have a side job. Uh, because you have to bring food on the table because no one trusts uh, you as an attorney, and then you have to convince them. It's just it's a long, long battle to build a practice, and then also do radio simultaneously, and uh, it's just it's a grind. All right. Anyway, uh, uh, good morning, uh, Alex. Morning. Good morning, and uh, Misty is here. Uh, sort of. Uh, I guess uh, not tr- training, but just uh, freshening up her skills. Good morning, Bill. Morning, Misty. And uh, there is Tyler. Good morning, Tyler. Hey, good morning, Bill. All right. Uh, all of it said and done. Uh, we got a lot to cover today, as you can imagine. Been a lot going on this week. Um, I'm really enjoying, uh, really enjoying the uh, the hearings, the January 6th hearings. Not that anything's going to happen, but, man, it's just getting more and more brutal. You know what's going to be a lot of fun is John Eastman. Uh, who oh, is this attorney out of Claremont? I mean, this guy is in a world of hurt. He's coming out to be, uh, he is going to be the bad guy here. You know, and I want to talk about this a little bit later on. And I, and I think uh, that that's a point. There is something, there is a zombie apocalypse flavor to this whole thing in terms of overturning the election and conspiracies. People that are not nuts have somehow been Bitten by zombies, and I'm talking about through the entire history of this election cycle, and have gone crazy. 
I mean, I've gone crazy. Here is a lawyer who says, oh, yeah, the vice president has the ability singularly to overturn a U.S. election. To say to 150 million voters, you know, I don't think so. Uh, here, I'm going to overturn the election. Yep, here it is. Here it is. I mean, just. And there are supporters of that. And I'm not just talking about crazy people. I'm talking about people that have law degrees that were not nuts before they were bitten by the zombies. All right, let's do it. Handle on the news brought to you by uh, the Lemon Law Experts at Night Law Group. If you think your car might be a lemon, call 844-43-LEMON. It's Wayne and Jen and me, lead story. Well, uh, we may be masking by the end of the month. Uh, Barbara Ferrer, uh, L.A. County uh, Public Health uh, Director, said uh, that if we move into the high virus activity category as defined by the CDC uh, for two straight weeks, uh, we're going back to universal indoor mask wearing. And uh, we'll see if that happens. And how many people will abide by that? That's the other thing. How many people will abide? Although I'm seeing more and more people in supermarkets and places wearing masks. I see an uptick in that. All of a sudden, people are, uh, the numbers are increasing. So we'll see. And then once the mandatory kicks in, um, uh, well, you'll see store L.A. County, Orange County. It's, it's a different country in Orange County. But L.A. County, you will see uh, stores, supermarkets say, no mask, you're not walking in the door. And then we go back to the stories. Oh, last night, here was the fight. A mask issue came out. Out came the machetes. They were throwing boxes of cornflakes at each other. And this uh, huge uh, sprawl happened. You know where I don't think you're going to see the spike is in San Bernardino County. Uh, No. Nope. Nope. Not at all. All right. So let's get back to your zombie apocalypse theory. The January 6th panel has called President Trump to plan was or says that President Trump planned to block the election. And here's the thing. You were talking about attorney John Eastman. John Eastman apparently called Mike Pence and said it would be a small violation for him to overthrow the election results. Here's the deal. That's kind of like being kind of pregnant. It'd be a small violation or you just can't do it or there are just no grounds to do it. And like you said earlier, it's Eastman that is actually giving the president a bit of plausible deniability in this because he can always say, John Eastman, my attorney, told me that yeah, this was OK. Absolutely. I mean, he got advice saying uh, it was not OK. Uh, but Trump can say he was a non-lawyer, can say I've had advice and you can't deny it from both uh, of his advisors, the vast majority saying you can't do this. And a couple saying you absolutely have the legal right to do this. Eastman and Giuliani. That's correct. Both lawyers. Yep. And uh, you can, you, the argument is you rely on lawyers. Now, the, there is word that Eastman told him that maybe this wouldn't stand water, but I don't know if maybe or if that's saying— still, Now, that's enough because you uh, that that's still relying on legal advice, I think. Uh, I think I so think too. that is legitimate to make that argument. Yeah. Because uh, if you have—again, uh, you, you, they would have to prove that Trump absolutely knew that this was an illegal move. And frankly, it had never been done before either. Uh, so it never been tried in the history of the United States. It's never been tried. I mean, this is all outlier stuff. This is extraordinary. Yeah, I think and this he- is and this is why you may be disappointed. 
as far as criminal charges being brought against anybody because and bill because you i i don't know if you ever were in this exact position but there is a massive difference between let's do something that we know is illegal and let's do something that is an unbelievable hail mary that really seems to be a super stretch and probably won't be upheld but hasn't been explicitly tagged as being illegal yet because it never happened before You're you are right. allowed in the law to do hail mary all right the man accused of shooting that chp officer during a traffic stop in studio city has been formally charged with attempted murder of a peace officer and a special additional allegation of using a firearm causing great bodily injury the officer last time uh, that i had an update he had been upgraded from critical condition to serious condition. Now, I don't know if there's been an update since then, but that's, that is good news. Because even though the word serious is serious, in the world of medical classifications, if you're in serious condition and you're in a decent hospital, that's pretty, that's pretty hopeful. That's very, very, very positive. Well, otherwise it would be grave, life-threatening. Yeah, We're not I mean, using any, seeing any of that language. Is actually towards the, up, the, the, the better end of yes. things. Um, so isn't this interesting that uh, DA George Gascone issued a written statement saying, I believe these are appropriate charges for the person accused in the horrific shooting of a CHP officer. Isn't this the guy who told everybody no more special enhancements? Uh, yeah, well, yeah. and now this guy, his tune. believe me, I have zero issue with this guy getting an additional enhancement for using a firearm. But it's just funny that George Gascon seems to be, um, I guess there's two ways to say it. He seems to be reading the tea leaves and understanding that he went too far in one direction, or he realizes his job's in danger and he is uh, abandoning his own beliefs and principles to keep his job both like a slimy like a slimy yeah. little rat i am going to be doing a story at 7 30 because uh there is a story on the two uh el monte police officers that were shot by that cockroach uh and that is a george gascone story that he should have been in prison or could have been in prison. And that's going to kill him. This is Willie Horton time for him. And I'll explain even who Willie Horton is. Uh, that's a new verb that came out of the new caucus, George H.W. Uh, uh, Bush presidential run. I'll explain that at uh, 720 or 730. All right. Now, how did they catch the shooter, alleged shooter of that CHP officer? Here's how things went down. It was actually a bloodhound named Piper. Piper is the real hero in this. And what's interesting about Piper is her handler, Officer Josh Leon, told KTLA, look, this is what we do on a daily basis. This is what we train for. But I think it's interesting. So first off, apparently the shooter had a cut on his hand. And so Piper was able to sniff that and then follow the blood trail. But also the bloodhounds look for skin grafts that we shed and they get the scent of a specific person on it. And it happened in the middle of the night. So they said wind contamination wasn't really a factor. There wasn't heat there, those kinds of things. So they knew that time was also on their side. And then Piper was given the shooter scent. She takes off, goes right to this homeless encampment over a half a mile away. And once they got to the tent, they did hold Piper back so the tactical team could move in. Because anybody who knows these canines, man, when they are told to work, until they are told not to work, whatever the, the call is that they're given, 
holy cow, those things are on a mission and they can be really mean when they find the person that they're looking for because that's what they're supposed to. I I think with bloodhounds, bloodhounds don't attack the the person that they're looking for. What they do, though, is they go right up. They go crazy. And then you can't like you can't arrest the guy because the bloodhound is there. Bloodhounds are mostly used not to find bad people. They're mostly used to find missing people. Missing people, right. People people that when you find them, you want to help them. So um, I don't think that he was in danger of being bitten up, but it would have it could have particularly since the guy obviously had been armed. Uh, it could have made things complicated if old Piper was right on this guy's butt. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I'm sniffing him. I'm Piper fa- was I'm, like a German shepherd. Yeah, I'm, Boy, I'm not familiar with this world of uh, bloodhounds and, uh, you know, search dogs, that sort of thing. But how is it that you have a bloodhound not named Blue? Aren't they all named Blue? No, well, they can't blood, all be named Blue bloodhounds. because of the union, Bill. <laughs> you could only have one Blue at a time. So Can sometimes I sh- you'll see but every song, Blue Guy, It's my, it's blue my, na- my bloodhound named Blue, my dog named Blue. Yeah, it's just, I can't see it. No, my bloodhound is Dolly. Dolly see, is a bloodhound. See, <sighs> see I okay, messed up. Okay, you messed um, up. But I'm giving a shout out this morning. Here's my shout out handle, and it is another one. It is to the San Bernardino County uh, uh, Sheriff's Department officer, Kiva, who is the bloodhound I met recently at the Rancho Cucamonga Quakes game. She was there patrolling. Beautiful new dog. Beautiful uh, new dog to the department. Very cool. Well, if you've been waiting for the Olympics in L.A. to see how badly we can botch a major event, you will get a preview of how badly we can botch a major event because SoFi Stadium in Inglewood will host uh, one of the it'll be one of the 2026 World Cup venues. They're doing a weird thing with the World Cup, which is having the matches spread across U.S., Canada and Mexico, a total of 16 cities, will host World Cup matches, and Inglewood will be one of them. And I think that if it was only up to the city of Inglewood, it might not go so badly. But obviously, uh, the city of L.A. is going to be heavily involved in uh, you know the impact on the area. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. I think I'm supposed to do this story as more of a like, rah, rah, yeah. we're hosting World hey, you know, Cup. You- Matt, by the way, have I been saying World Series? It's, no, you said World Cup. No, you said World Cup. You said World Cup, um, yeah. uh, FIFA uh, World Cup. But you know, I know I'm supposed to be like rah rah, I, but I'm more like, oh, is it going to suck around here? Hey, quick question: Do we know uh, which venue is going to host the World Cup that final game uh, mm. out of the uh, I, three cities? I, it may be known. I haven't. I'm just curious. Yet, which specific venue gets it? I know that the U.S. is getting most of the matches. Yeah. 60, 60 of the 80 matches are in the U.S., and Mexico gets 10, and Canada gets 10. All right. Uh, City Attorney Mike Fewer says he sent letters to Marketplace websites because he's trying to keep illegal fireworks down in L.A. We're demanding that they never post, and if they find them, take down any advertisements for fireworks directed to people here in the city of Los Angeles. Now, the police department is also trying to crack down, and uh, it looks like that they say that some areas like the San Fernando Valley are considered high-risk zones. But the thing is, is that the the fire danger, that's the thing. It's it's so well, there's, high. Yeah, there's that also. Kids blow their hands and well, fingers off. One thing they don't is they can't, uh, you know, they don't snitch on each other because nobody can finger anybody else once oh. these things have blown up. Also, point. there's a joke there about woodshop teachers, retired woodshop teachers being part of the commercials. Uh, don't uh, have illegal fireworks. I see. 
I think the rule of thumb, though, is one <laughs> joke per topic. Maybe he's coming to America. WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange, because uh, the Home Secretary over there signed an extradition order after a court ruled that, yes, it's A-OK to extradite him here to face spying charges. Julian Assange still can appeal, though, so yeah, he but may it's, not be packing his bags just yet. Although at this point, it's I think he doesn't have anywhere else to go yep. in terms of uh, appeals. Yeah, I, I'm surprised that he lasted as long as he did without being extradited. Because they're so um, they're so concerned over there that if they extradite somebody, they don't want to extradite anybody where they're worried they won't get a fair trial, or that if they have medical problems, that their medical problems the won't United... be addressed. I know, but they have to go through know, the but same. But this process. is England and United States. It's not like they're extraditing him to Yemen, or he's <laughs> off to some crazy ass country. This is the England to U.S. to the U.S. The wheels of justice move ever so slowly. The wheels aren't going to move so slowly once he gets into prison, I'll tell you that. He's going to be running around quite a bit. They're going to play. They're going to be paying a lot of hide and seek, and he's going to lose that game. Let's move on. Police have arrested a driver who hit and killed a man in South L.A. while he was fleeing from the cops. Police say the woman was driving a car that was reported stolen. They say they stopped chasing her on the road and were tracking her from a helicopter when she hit the guy yesterday. Well, that's about it. She's only been identified as a more to say about that, yeah. Oh, oh no. Sky and Oxnard's been convicted of uh, kidnap with intent to rape a young woman. He, wow, he saw this woman on the street in Ojai. He grabbed her, took her cell phone, shoved her in the trunk of his car, drove away. This is everybody's nightmare. And it's also the thing, some people will go, oh, you know, that doesn't happen. We're all too afraid. Parents are too afraid. You got to let your kids run around anywhere they want to go. That kind of thing doesn't happen. Most abductions are people who know the person, which is true. Well, this happened. And the woman, God bless her and her smarts and her ability to think under, I mean, I'd, I'd just be crying like a baby probably. She located the uh, the emergency trunk release and opened the trunk and got out and got help. And then there were witnesses. And so they rescued the woman. And this guy uh, was charged with uh, Kidnapping with intent to commit rape, robbery, assault with a deadly weapon on a peace officer. Oh, yeah, by the way, because when they tried to catch up with him, he grabbed, I think, a big metal pole and swung it at the cops. Yeah. Uh, resisting arrest. Possess- oh, and he had meth on him, too, as well. Yeah, we won't, be seeing, we won't be seeing him for a while. I hope not. And so anyway, the point here is he went to trial and he's been convicted of all this yeah. stuff. Here's another one. A lot of police blotter on this level today. Yeah, so this guy, we've talked about this story. This 59-year-old guy allegedly kidnapped this 22-year-old woman. I think they originally met online, and she came out here to be with him. And they moved in together at the beginning of the year, but it was right after they moved in together that the man allegedly held the woman against her will in his home in Chino Hills for months 
And now the cops are really concerned because they think this guy might have victimized other women. And so they, you know, this guy has been arrested, but they're starting to look into his past to see if this 22-year-old woman was the only one that he's done this to. Yeah, and it's not only kidnapping, torturing, raping, I mean, all of it, right? That whole litany. Yeah. A jury in Santa Monica is deliberating whether some guy named Bill Cosby should pay damages uh, to a woman who claims that he sexually assaulted her during a visit to the Playboy Mansion in the 70s when she was underage. They got the case yesterday. They did ask a couple of questions that, to me, makes it seem like they are going to award damages because they asked how many have to agree on the amount of an award. So if you go into the jury room and everybody goes like, yeah, I don't think she proved her case and I don't think he's liable, you don't ask the judge about agreeing on an award amount. That's just my speculation. I I, tend to agree with you. Maybe they're like, let's ask every question we can think of, whether it's relevant or not. Yeah, there were two issues uh, that I I found interesting. I think you touched on those. Number one is her memory. Uh, and that is she missed a, a year. It was maybe I was 16, maybe I was 15. Uh, so that one, and I think that's explainable because we've talked about that. The other issue, which I thought was going to be much more relevant, she was uh, she claimed the rape happened and she was still there partying for 12 hours after the alleged rape uh, and did not leave or didn't tell anybody, didn't uh, suggest that uh, she had been raped. But uh, obviously, it looks like, based on what you said, the jury has overcome uh, uh, that doubt uh, from what it looks like. And, oh, you know, we have to take a break. Yeah. I just want to say that that behavior, though, is not indicative of falsehood. Uh, no, but I that was, just, that was just, the one question. Experts will, will okay. know that, I'm tell- that what I'm saying is true. A man from Huntington Beach was found dead in Death Valley National Park. It appears the guy ran out of gas. So it's, it's kind of weird. David Kelleher, um, I guess, talked to a park ranger on May 30th because the park ranger uh, cited him for driving off road. And at that you know, interaction between the two of them, David Kelleher said he was low on gas. Well, nine days after that original interaction, this park ranger noticed Kelleher's vehicle by itself in one of the park's most popular viewpoints at Zabruski Point. And so the park service starts looking in his car and they find this crumpled up note that says out of gas. And then about two and a half miles from that point is where they found David Kelleher's body. And they think that he was trying to walk somewhere to get gas. After the encounter with the uh, police officer. Yes. I mean, that is weird. How Days does, later. It's weird that a cop is tagging someone and saying, hey, you're you're low or he's low on gas and then go on your way as opposed to uh, making arrangements to get gasoline brought there. Or I just I don't understand this story. Oh, well, I mean, he cited him for something else. So he I was know, off road driving. But ne- the point, if you're low on gas and there's no access to gasoline anywhere near there, what? Uh, what? OK, you're on your way. See, maybe he did, though. Maybe he yeah, did have know. access to it and then I, didn't I go right I away. I don't know. Also, running out of gas. I mean, that's you know, that's one thing you don't want to do, certainly, on uh, in and Death Valley. It temperatures got to 123 yeah, I know, degrees I know. while the, this guy was probably yeah. out walking around. There's a reason they call it Death Valley. Yeah. Local man is on trial for use of a weapon of mass destruction, malicious destruction of a building resulting in death and some other stuff. This is a guy who is accused of sending a bomb uh, to the salon where his ex-girlfriend worked 
with the intent that she open it and die, which is what happened. Two other people were injured. The building was largely destroyed. And if I understand this right, this was a business he owned. So he blew up his own business to kill his ex-girlfriend. Yeah. All right. Two people were killed yesterday in a shooting at a small group church meeting in Birmingham, Alabama. The suspect is in custody in this case. This shooting was at the St. Stephen's Episcopal Church, and they were having boomers potluck. I have confirmed that. It was just a, a, a potluck that was scheduled for that evening, and they're trying to get now more information on the guy, why he did it, that sort of thing. But again, it's another shooting inside a church. Uh yeah. And then uh, this is what I love. This is your politician's response. This is the governor of Alabama, Kay Ivey, and I'm going to now quote her. I am glad to hear the shooters in custody. Fair. Okay. This should never happen in a church, in a store, in a city or anywhere. We continue to closely monitor the situation. Well, this should never happen. It's bad when people are killed. It's a bad thing when someone walks into a church and either blows it up uh, mows everybody down, uh, takes a machete and hacks everybody's heads off, uh, you know, insert name of whatever crime you want here. It's a bad thing. Uh, thank you, Governor. What you know, would you say if you were the governor of Alabama, other than how the hell did I end up as the governor of Alabama? Yeah, I mean, you just you just don't say anything. Just my condolences. That's it. Oh, wait, but if she had said thoughts and prayers, uh, you would have yeah, been mad at her, you know too. What? You just I guess you just don't say anything. But she has uh, I, to. I, I don't know. There's no there's nothing. It, it, at what point does it become problem? Is it, or is there anything that she or any governor could say that would not be considered pablum? And if As she a, did not say just, something, people would say, why didn't yeah. the governor say anything? Or we're looking at the security. We're looking at or, uh, you know, unfortunately, we've reached the point where we have to anticipate this more than we ever have. We're increasing patrols. We're, I mean, we're doing whatever. So there's something more than this should never happen. That's my point. She could come out. You could come out and simply say, uh, here's who is handling the investigation. And I've directed everybody in my administration to provide full yeah, support. Yeah, that, I mean, that makes sense. You could say that and then. Yeah, but I just uh, it, this, it's a ba there. bad bad thing when that happens okay uh hey listen we've had a lot of like death and people trying to rape people and stuff can we go fast forward to story 17 and get into some things that aren't quite as upsetting cocaine well Ooh. yes so we start with this more than 2800 pounds of cocaine disguised to look like potatoes yeah were seized in colombia apparently the traffickers used a hydraulic press to shape the drugs and authorities became suspicious only because the alleged bags of potatoes had no expiration date on them isn't oh. that wild it's one of those uh it's one of those stories because I'm thinking how clever it is. And I'm assuming not only were they shaped into potatoes, the cocaine, but I'm assuming some, they were painted uh, to look like potato skins on the outside. They and might have been combined with actual potato. It could have something been. something drug traffickers will do. They'll combine it with something right. else. Also, can I, can I end with this uh, shout out to the garbage men? Today is Global Garbage Man Day. Oh. And apparently, did you know that disposing of waste is considered one of the most dangerous jobs in the world? Uh, it makes sense. I didn't I think a lot of machinery. By the way, you can't call them garbage men anymore. 
Oh, this, oh you're right. Is refuse garbage ref, people. Refuse engineers. Oh, re, oh uh, refuse people. Yes, or refuse, and, you know, yes, collectors and engineers thereof. I don't know. It just has gotten a little crazy. I joined Jen. God bless yeah. people who do that. that that's true. It's yes. a tough job. Because it's super important. Yes. Yeah, and it used to you used to kill yourself. You'd lift those really huge, big barrels, and uh, now at least uh, you, the physical work isn't as hard because, of course, they have the the mechanical arms that lift uh, the um, you know the trash cans up. Yeah, and they into grab it, it the yeah, trash can or the neat. dumpster, what have yeah, you. And yeah, a, yeah. Now they just miss. Yeah, now they just miss, and uh, you oh. end up. Um, yeah, it's no. uh, really good. Oh, you sure you're, you're putting about, your thing out correctly. Uh, Boy, am I not going to... I don't think they're missing. Wow. I think people yeah. don't put the thing think, out the way you're supposed wow. to put it out. I think we're done. Wow. I think we're done. All right. Wow. Uh, rate Jen, you have, to, you have to learn to ignore some of this Right. Stuff Interest <laughs> rates uh, have exploded, right? Uh, well, I'm going to go through... How, how is it going to affect us? So I'm going to dive a little bit deeper into this interest rate business and see what's going on. This is KFI AM 640 Live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app.